0: What's up, you guys? Sean Ross at Managing Editor at FightfulWrestling.com. Go there and get more wrestling news than any other wrestling website online. Exclusive news, podcast, videos, all kinds of good stuff. Go over there. Tinker around. We've got MMA content. We've got boxing content as well if you're into that. we can go to Fightful.com or you can go to the subsites that we have devoted to each one of those. Uh, we had the Fightful MMA podcast today on that channel the Fightful MMA and Boxing YouTube channel. Go check it out. We preview this weekend's UFC 234. If you all don't join in on our UFC uh, live coverages, we have hundreds if not thousands of comments there each time now. It is a very good time, and we broke down that show, uh, the the UFC Fortaleza show and the upcoming UFC 234 show. Uh, This show is brought to you ad read free by Fightful Select. That is our premium service. If you want to support an independent wrestling website, just trying to do things the right way. Trying to pay our guys a more reasonable rate than some other places. Subscribe to FightfulSelect.com. Dozens of podcasts a month. I post news there early. I posted a ton of stuff there early uh, for Tier 2 members today. Interviews with Eva Leese and Conrad Thompson. Articles from uh, other interviews that I got. The weekly goes up there early. Just a ton of different stuff on Fightful Select. And we got a lot of big podcasts a q and A show this week where you all can ask unlimited questions, neat stuff. I'll, I'll even address some of the fun stuff that happened on Twitter today. I am joined by Alex Palowski. Alex, how are you doing? Uh good.
2: I, uh, I had a tweet in my drafts that I uh, wanted to work the, the uh, language out on, figured out exactly what you kind call of- me a cuck. No, oh. I, wa- I wanted to figure out what exactly kind of crazy declarative statement I wanted to make about Charlotte <laughs> being added to Becky's thing. What was the exact kind of hyperbolic language I wanted to use? And as I was fiddling with it, my daughter grabbed my phone and hit send tweet. And I was like, "Oh well, I, <laughs> I guess it's fine." But apparently, it wasn't fine. <laughs> a lot of people were like, "Dude, you're the this is the dumbest take ever." And I was, "Is like, this is this yeah. a
0: serious thing or is this a joke? Is no. this the?"
2: No, no, this, this is serious. I was like, well I'm, well, well, I'm sure it's fine, but apparently it wasn't fine. Uh, the biggest thing I can say is that I got I, I responded to a lot of people uh, calling my kid, taking the question by saying, I didn't say it was the worst thing they'd ever done, just one of the worst.
0: <laughs> you just really did that. You just, my cousin had my phone, yeah, the no, internet. No. How dare you? Yeah, I know. If that were a wrestling storyline, you'd be like, I can't believe this. Oh, yeah. Who does that? Who does that? Exactly. I haven't had something like that happen since, I think I was in high school, and somebody got on my MSN Messenger and sent my girlfriend at the time really mean messages. Yep. Yep. I was like, man, that's how it goes. We'll talk about some news that has emerged today. It will be probably pretty early in the... uh, in the show I'll bring it up as it as it is pertinent but we've got a lot of backstage news to talk about today I've been hearing a lot of stuff today I'll break all that down let's go ahead and get into it the, I'm reading this directly from my match ratings and podcast notes but uh some of the news that you guys want it is uh, yeah fairly early in this show as I see Charlotte Flair comes out and cuts a sarcastic heel promo about Becky Lynch being injured and refusing to get checked out by a doctor Alex, I thought this was kick-ass stuff. Yeah. This is the Charlotte Flair this that is, is a WrestleMania main eventer. <laughs> yeah,
2: this is this is exactly what we need. What we need Charlotte to be like. She's she's perfect as this. And I think that a a lot of where we run into problems with her is where they're tr- they're trying to utilize her as as being this uh, a a uh, benevolent queen. And we don't need that. We need the Evil Queen, and this is who she is right now. And she's
0: killing it.
2: She's doing such great work.
0: This was some of her best promo work I have ever seen, Alex.
2: Yeah, yeah, and she's absolutely fitting directly into the story they need to be telling right now. Um, there's a, there's a lot of uh, a, a great great work they're doing with it. I, I'm I'm very into it. I, I've I've really come to love all of her performance that she's that she's been doing. Um, uh, since since her crazy kendo stick whack job thing she did at the end of Survivor Series, like it's really been, been a direct through line throughout. You can trace it. It's been very very well done.
0: Becky Lynch comes to the crowd. Charlotte says that she stole Ric Flair's nickname and Roman Reigns' entrance. That was a really good line. It's good. <laughs> it's good. I'm like, it's not easy to get one over at the expense of Becky Lynch these days, and she no. did it. Yeah. She did. Officials come in between them and Triple H appears. He says, if Becky gets checked out, the suspension is over. When Charlotte mocks Becky, Triple H says, no, you get out of here. Leave.
2: I love angry dad, Triple H. Like, girls, if you do not stop this, I swear I will turn this car around. Like, like th- you're both grounded. Go to your rooms. Like, this is great. He's he's doing this a great job because at this point – so far in, in this segment, he's objective. Yeah, he's like he's like Becky. All you got to do is go to the doctor, get it checked out. We're fine, Charlotte. This doesn't concern you. Get out of the ring. Like that's objective. That's as as, as objective, a, an authority figure as Triple H has ever been.
0: This interaction between Triple H and Becky Lynch, I just adored. It made sense. It was really good. Becky Lynch says that she does not trust Triple H or the situation being that she thinks that their doctor will say, no, you can't wrestle at WrestleMania because she's had that happen before. She had that happen at Survivor Series. Triple H says she doesn't need to fear the situation. doesn't need to distrust them and just tells her to go home. Becky Lynch, as Triple H gets out of the ring, says, how's Stephanie doing? Is she medically cleared after I punched her in the face? And that is in tune with everything Becky Lynch has done. And there have been a lot of happy accidents along the way. Like Becky, not being in that match of survivor series long-term ended up being great. Now I'm not saying, yeah, man, Nia Jax, thumbs up for punching this woman in the face, but it ended up being best. And things like this is what were, what was birthed from that.
2: Yeah. If, if, if Nia Jax doesn't isn't reckless and, and breaks her face, then we pro- we get we get Becky versus Ronda, and we probably we might get like a DQ or something. But I don't think Becky is winning that match versus Ronda. Like I, I don't know what their plans were from there on. If Becky goes into that match and winds up losing, or it's or it's a draw or whatever, but it, ironically. Her missing that match builds towards something they could, that could be really, really special at WrestleMania that they would not have had
0: otherwise, I don't think. Triple H is upset by this. And yeah. r- rightfully so. This is his sure. wife. And I saw some people saying like, oh, why would Triple H go? I mean, it's his wife. His wife. It's his wife. And Triple H says, you're not the man. You're a self-destructor afraid of failure that wants to be a martyr, said that Becky Lynch wants a way out just like she did at Survivor Series, which is why she stormed the Raw locker room and the ring, guns ablazing, and got her nose broke. Triple H says that Becky Lynch isn't scared the Doctor will rule her out of WrestleMania. She's afraid the Doctor will clear her for WrestleMania and that Ronda Rousey will exp- expose her for the fraud that she is. So in one promo, I got what I thought was the best Charlotte flair promo in a long time and the best triple H promo in a long time. Because when I see this, I'm like, this doesn't bury Becky Lynch. What this does to me is it adds a new wrinkle. There are going to be detractors no matter what, Alex. And if you can work this into that, Oh, I just love this so much. I almost got chills. I was so excited watching this. And I was like, God damn, the good storytelling I've been I've been yearning for for so right. long.
2: Exactly. No, tri- Triple H is really special with these kind of promos because he really lays it out in a way where it's just. I mean, I know I'm being sold a bill of goods. There's nothing wrong with Becky's knee. I know I'm being sold all this stuff, and I love that 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 Triple H is selling it to me so well that I'm like, I'm buying it. I'll buy up whatever is the sticker price. I'll pay double for it. That's how good a salesman he is being right now. I uh, I love this. I love that. I mean, like, there's a point where, yes, as you said, we're, we're all expecting it to be Becky is scared that she's going not going to be cleared if she goes to see the doctor. Sure. That's why she's not going to see the doctor. But I love the reverse of that, that uh, Becky is actually scared that she's going to be cleared because because with Becky not saying anything in response, you don't know which one it is. And I love that there's that doubt there.
0: You know, there was a woman is a woman in the UFC named Jermaine Durandamy. And while everybody seemed like they were ducking Chris Cyborg for a long time, the killer Cyborg, Jermaine Durandamy for a long time was the only one calling her out. Like the only one for like a year or so. I mean, you had Ronda Rousey who technically signed, agreed to fight her in 2013. Other than that, there weren't any real contenders that were open to fighting Chris Cyborg, especially from 135 pounds. Then what happened was UFC started this weight division for cyborg. 145 pounds. There was nobody in it. They announced this title. Cyborg can't compete for it. She's like, I can't, I can't fight. I'm not ready. Jermaine Durandemy happily fights Holly Holm and wins that title in cyborg's division. She's finally got the fight, right? Cyborg Durandemy. Well, no, Durandy didn't want that fight. In fact, she completely vacated that championship, so she didn't have to fight Cyborg, mm. who she had claimed that she wanted to fight this whole time. Right. In fact, UFC went as far as to announce this fight a year before. They were like, we're doing it, and Cyborg said, no, no, no. We didn't agree on that. Then when Durandamy finally gets it after all that time, no, she doesn't want it. This type of thing can be rooted in truth. There is precedence for this. I applaud WDB for some fantastic storytelling this was really good great
2: because it is it's incredibly human if you have if you have a history like becky lynch where you've been working your ass off for years to get to get to this position and finally you're there you you have to have in the back of your mind the, the thought that i am one bad loss one injury away from losing it all and having to b- try and build myself back up to get it again. She knows how this business works. You get put on the shelf for months after a title run that doesn't go well. I, I mean, she- she's seen it happen on her damn show with Asuka, who was like a, a joke for-, for several months. Like, even if you-, you figure out what it is, is is it is it in canon? Is it kayfabe? Is it not? Y- you wind up not being part of the plans for a while. Yeah. And it's perfectly normal for Becky Lynch to go... If, I, if they rule me out, maybe I'm out for way too long and I can never get back, like Finn Balor. Maybe uh, they rule me in, and if if Ronda catches me in one of her crazy little arm bars and I have to tap out, maybe I never get that shot again. Like, there's all these things that have to be going through her mind, and I love that I'm playing with all of them.
0: Peggy Linton, slaps Triple H, good stuff.
2: Triple H's cell of looking for blood in his mouth was just
0: perfect. yeah. Up next, we have Rusev and Nakamura defeating the Good Brothers. Here's a little fun fact for you. This was actually not the first time they teamed together. They beat Jeff Hardy and AJ Styles back in July together. So quite the success as a team. Rusev and Nakamura tease not being able to work with each other before the commercial. Nakamura lands that suplex but walks into an Anderson spine buster. Gallows is in and he's on fire. He he does a boot and the Baldo bomb, Alex. One yeah. course to the heart. Oh, I love it. Lana then outside revives Nakamura. <laughs> with, with the power of her screaming. I loved it. It was great. Ah, oh, fantastic. He gets up and stops Rusev uh, or stops the, the Good Brothers uh, from doing a magic killer. I think that Babyface Anderson is still great. I love him flying through the air yep. for that kick, but he gets caught with a matcha kick from Rusev. I don't like the Good Brothers losing all the time, but uh, Nakamura and Rusev team is nice. I like that. Yeah. If that if we had to lose Rusev Day, which Rusev seemed bummed about about in a recent interview. Yeah. I'm glad we got this at least.
2: Yeah, me too. Um listen, you could absolutely uh talk me into a Rusev and Shinsuke Nakamura uh mismatched tag team that becomes perfectly matched like the bar. Uh you could tack me into that. I I I would be in for it. Uh w- what I wanted to men- mention was that uh, as we saw last night there are new rules. Like they actually mentioned this. We didn't talk about it. Cause I guess we both missed it, but apparently uh, Graves brought up this new thing where now you're only allowed to, to break up a pin as a tag member once after that, your team is disqualified.
0: That's, that's always been the rule, but apparently they're
2: enforcing yes. that now. Cause they never do
0: there. So, that has been mentioned before. And Harry Smith, uh, David Boy Smith Jr. did a shoot interview about rules in WWE and pointed that out. And he said, Yeah, did you all know that you're only allowed to break a pin up once? And the interviewer was like, I didn't know that. And he goes, Because they never tell you. <laughs> yeah, it's true. Because they never tell you. Yeah. Last,
2: last night, Strowman attacks Corbin, gets DQ'd. Um, because Strowman was not legal and Corbin was <laughs> legal. Tonight, Shinsuke, not legal, attacked Gallows, not legal. Yeah. They didn't get disqualified. If Shinsuke had attacked Anderson, my understanding is they would have been disqualified. So very smart thinking by Shinsuke to attack the non-legal man.
0: Some backstage crappings. Page appearance throws to a trailer that was clearly filmed on Raw. They've got the confirmation on that as well. Yeah, The Usos cut a typically great Uso promo. They'll be on Miz TV next week. So I hear there's some concern that they might not resign. sign. Wow. Now I don't know when their deal's up, but I just heard there's some concern they might not resign. So wow. that, that doesn't mean they're going to AEW. It doesn't mean no, anything no, no, that no, 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 I'm no. just saying that I talked to somebody Listen. who said that there was some concern.
2: There is it's a it's a brand new world where where Vince no longer has the monopoly on this business. Where 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 talented people can say, I feel like I'm I'm not being used right. Um, the money is, is at least comparable enough elsewhere, that I can go and it, because nothing warms my heart more, uh, as a, as a former, uh, professional stage actor than seeing performers really care about the art more than they do the money. Because a lot of, a lot of why I got out of the, th- the thing to begin with was because I saw a lot of people that I was working with a lot of theaters I worked with who cared more about money than about making good art. So I said to myself, I don't want to be a part of that anymore. I kind of fled away from that. So I love the idea of saying, I'm not being fulfilled creatively. And the money doesn't matter to me that much. I'm leaving. The fact that that's even a possibility right now makes this year very interesting. The Usos are mega talents as tag team wrestlers. Wherever they go, if they were to leave, that place would be immediately so much better to have them.
0: Had that news up on Fightful Select a little bit early. Not a thing I'm gonna publish a full report about, but there you go. Zelina and Andrade have a backstage promo. Zelina says that Andrade stomped out Ray because he or stamped out Ray because he had to, not because he wanted to. No Ray on tonight's show. I think that's a good move. Sell the beat down. Sure. Man had, had been on fire in the ring the last several weeks.
2: Yeah, there's 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 a way that you can you can slow burn this to get an amazing blow off match at Mania. You can, I mean, or maybe even just fast lane, but like, there's, there's a absolutely a way that you can do that because the, those two, these two guys, deserve it. This, this, um, this storyline makes perfect sense. That the, that the the new guy has to kill the king to become the king. I think, I think that's absolutely a story worth telling, and I think they can tell that one well.
0: So this afternoon, there's a Twitter account named Wrestle Votes who tweeted out some news that had or put out a tweet that had uh, a lot of people anxious they said quote seems like the real first real shot has been fired source says AEW has made an outstanding offer to a current big time WWE superstar an offer that is almost too good to turn down things are about to get interesting end quote now they did not reveal the name and i know who the name is now before i get into this i am not saying this person was offered an AEW deal. I'm not saying that happened because I don't know if that happened. In fact, I asked people in AEW about this and I was told, we are not tampering. We are not doing that. Our approach is, let's see. Fresh and independent is the goal for the majority of our recruitment. What you're likely seeing is a particular agent trying to leverage more money out of WWE by possibly planting shit like this. Mm. What I was told this afternoon was that Randy Orton has been openly discussing his willingness to speak with all elite wrestling. <laughs> that, uh, I, I didn't see that. That was not a name. That, when- that's, that's not
2: something that I would have seen come. That that guy's that guy's a lifer if there yeah. ever was one. Um, yeah.
0: So I, I was somebody asked me they're like, hey, who do you think it is? And they knew the name that was yeah. being mentioned, and I said, I don't know, maybe Nakamura. Is me guessing, right? And they said, no, it's bigger. And I'm thinking, well, it's the only two people that I would consider bigger on that brand were AJ and Daniel Bryan, and the reason why I thought that was because. Why would Randy Orton even be in in that, that conversation? Why would that even be mentioned? Well, it's because, quite frankly, Randy don't give a fuck.
2: No, 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 Randy doesn't. Now,
0: I'm not saying that he's gotten an offer. I'm not saying that he's talked to them. I'm saying that people backstage have said, and I heard it from a source, and it's a the same source that has given me so much good news of late. And then it was subsequently confirmed with, like, two or three other people that he's just been like, yeah, I'd talk to him. Why not? Because, because he's
2: Randy. Yeah, sure. It's Randy. Yeah. Um, uh, yeah, listen, I mean, I have not made any secret about my feelings about this version of Randy Orton for the past few years in the podcast. I think that he's a finisher. Um, I think that he, he was an incredibly dynamic performer for many, many years. I feel like because Randy don't give a fuck. Uh, that's kind of the way he wrestles a lot of his matches, like just whatever. I don't really care, <laughs> whatever. And and that kind of rubs off. I feel like it's it's kind of uh, you know it, it comes off as as, as being that. Um, but um, it would it would certainly be a huge coup for anyone to draw him away from WWE. I mean that guy, like you feel like he was he, he feels like the guy who who the The second he walks out gets inducted to the hall of fame like he he's he's sure. I, I mean it's it's him and cena like that's that's it like and like Lesnar left for a while like this guy's been with with w w e f- since the beginning since since his beginning it's just been them, and that's it would be crazy to think of him anywhere else it's 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 it really is kind of a shock
0: now normally I'd look at something like this and say, well what can he bring? well, he can bring a lot of people that Yeah, their roster right now doesn't target. Yep. And I mean, that's the thing. That's the thing you really have to to think about is that if he were to make that move, and let me reiterate again, the only thing I said was that he has openly discussed his willingness to speak with them. Not that there was an offer. Not that he got an offer. Not that AEW has approached him. AEW very very clearly stated to me, we are not going to tamper. Yep. Now, what tamper is or, or – I don't I don't have a copy of Randy's contract. I don't have a copy of standard WWE contracts and, and how that will play. I mean, WWE has had some issues where MLW had to kind of be like, hey, guys, how about you piss off talking to our guys yeah. that we're bringing in type of thing. But that's what I heard, and um, that was a shocker. That was surprising. And just before I went on the air, I had another person confirm it with me, who was backstage at in Phoenix for for quite a bit of stuff. It's just not something that I envisioned. That was that's pretty wild, pretty wild. I don't know the length of his deal. I don't. He could be signed through two thousand forty for all I know. Like I'm not pretending that I have any insight on his deal. Just that's what I heard. But he had a Damn good match with Mustafa Ali, I thought. Yeah, Mustafa Ali. Keep in mind, I I reported on Fightful Select this weekend that he's working with an injured tailbone. It actually healed up before the Rumble and got hurt again. So he's working through that. Got hurt a little more tonight, Alex. Yeah, yeah. He 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 caught the sing
2: bomb with the base of his spine directly on one of those monitors, and I was like, oh man. You don't need to cripple the poor guy. He's been on SmackDown for like seven weeks. Just Randy. God, so don't kill the poor guy. Like amazing, amazing story that he's even here. We don't need to see him get get carted out or something.
0: Yeah, that was, that was Ollie's reward for the slap to the face. And I'm thinking, how is that not a DQ? I don't know. Back inside the ring, Orton gets a power slam and a superplex. Ali does a couple of great drop kicks back from a commercial, including one that sends Orton over the announce table. Yep. Ali hits a series of super kicks while Orton holds the top rope. That was great. Oh, that's such a good sell. Yes. Nobody does. Yeah. Now, this is one of the things.
2: This, this guy is an old head. Like, he, he's been around the block many, many, many hundreds of times. He knows, like, new things that, like, other people haven't done before because he saw it once 20 years ago on a house show. Like, he knows what he's doing.
0: So, sorry, I lost my place in my notes a little bit. Uh, Mustafa Ali landed this great turnaround Tornado DDT for two. And then when he goes for the 054, we get a classic RKO. Beautiful. It was Beautiful. it was nice. Orton yanks his leg off the top into an RKO. Just a damn good fresh match, a good yeah. RKO finish. This is almost everything you want out of a Randy Orton match. Yeah,
2: this is the thing. I, I Almost, it almost, almost makes me wish we had several more weeks between now and Elimination Chamber, just so I get to see one-on-one matches between Mustafa and AJ, Mustafa and Jeff. Like just the all these people that we get to see because again, fresh matchups immediately are so so interesting. That's why I hated the 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 Randy and Jeff feud for so long. It felt like they had a match every week for six months. Like this is a brand new thing, and uh, uh, again, I can't stress this enough. Uh, the only people we've seen Mustafa wrestle have been guys his size. There's all new things. Like, I love the extra snap that, uh, that Randy gets on his power slam when, it, when, it, when he does it to some guy who's, who's way lighter than he is because there's a little extra oomph to it. And, you know, again. Say
1: goodbye
2: Um, Mustafa can sell so well, especially against these bigger guys. I'm really looking forward to seeing what the future holds for him.
0: This was a fun match. Uh, you know, there aren't a bunch of Randy Orton SmackDown matches that I'm exactly aching to see. This was a good one. It was a fresh matchup that he hadn't had. Yep. Samoa Joe comes out and chokes out Orton after the match. He cuts a promo backstage saying he's going to win the WWE title Elimination Chamber. A nice integration of Samoa Joe being crazy-ass Samoa Joe.
2: Yeah, uh, he's, he's – I really wish I could take him seriously on the main roster. He just hasn't ever come up big in those big moments in the matches. But, you could, but he doesn't need to. All he needs to be able to do is choke you out on the way there a few times, and maybe you know your, your oxygen intake is, is low going into the match.
0: Daniel Bryan and Rowan come to the ring and meet Joe on the, on the ramp. Now, it's lazy sometimes that they do this, but I know they are facing a time crunch. Also, I think this is low key a good way to kind of see if there's the magic there with the crowd. Like maybe yep. there's a yeah. matchup that people, that, that WWE doesn't quite know about, yep. how, how people will react to it, or maybe they've done it before, yeah. like, like this one. And they're like, okay, let's see how the people react. This one didn't get like a great reaction or anything. But Brian is introduced as the favorite son of Washington, which makes him smile. And he says, finally, some people who know what I'm talking about. <laughs> yeah, that's good. This is a he, good approach to take.
2: Yes. You can't fight it. You have this guy who's a, who's a huge heel, but he's back home where people at really love him and they understand, they see through all the all the BS. So you you don't have him be like, all oh, you people don't aren't really cheering for me. You let him bask in his people. I think that's a much smarter way to do it.
0: Yeah, and Rowan even gets some mic time here. Not something we've seen a ton of in the past. Rowan talks about Galileo. Definitely something we've not seen a lot of in the past.
2: I love that they're turning him into like this philosopher who's read like oh, obviously they they, they treated uh, uh galileo is a heathen and i am galileo like it's just great it's good i like it
0: he says their ideas have good intentions and people fear them especially daniel bryan and there's some special type of thing about big rowan saying people really fear him i think that's great yeah Brian says that he shouldn't be in the Elimination Chamber match and then throws to a video highlighting the violence of the chamber. These, these are always good videos. The The throwing to videos is a thing that is very stupid. Yes. And they got... they. It's like they drop one thing. Like they don't have Baron Corbin saying, How do I feel? Yeah. So that they instead have this crutch, which yep. is stupid too. Yes. Once they get rid of all those crutches, maybe they'll be able to walk on their own, do some stuff. Also... WDB lost Kaz, a, a very good writer, yeah. this week. The guy who was responsible for the Elias Leo Rush segment that where Elias had that great line and the Elias Kevin Owens Seattle thing. Like, yeah. They lost a really in-tune writer this week.
2: Yes. I mean, although he decided he was going to put up a, his little highlight reel of a lot of things he's done. One of them was the beginning of this Mandy Rose Uso story. And I was like, maybe you <laughs> want to keep that one in your back pocket and not and not show sure everybody you're responsible for that. But I will say, a lot of the things that he did, yes, were were certainly more in touch with the times than than normal uh, WWE segments. But um, I, I did I did like this uh, this Brian stuff a lot.
0: Wrestling Unlimited just sent me a message. Our buddy's over there, and he said. Uh, just so you know observer in 2010 reported that Orton signed a 10-year deal with WWE Whee, that's coming up you go <laughs> Jeff Hardy's backstage and says the new WWE title makes him sick because Brian is disrespecting the title he's joined by AJ Styles who questions whether or not Hardy should represent the title I'm thinking how long's it been since I'm okay well okay Hardy had a DUI So it has been fairly recently that Hardy's... Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's it's a thing like, I feel like Joe can
2: use it, but everybody else jumps on the bandwagon. It's like, you just pile it on, guys. Like, that's
0: Joe's shtick. Yeah, that's his thing. And Hardy says, you know what I'm questioning? Whether or not you can beat Daniel Bryan, which is the right thing to say. Sure. Absolution defeated Fabulous Glow and the Iconics. Every time Naomi gets put in some tag team, do you remember when Team Bad started? What she tried to call it? No, I don't. Team Best at Dominating.
3: Well, well, no, don't.
0: Well, me, don't you dare. That is objectively a shit name
2: i'm trying to remember what the what the what the uh an ac- acronym oh, actually here. stands
0: for it was lame they had to call everything team something it, it
2: wasn't was it wasn't what i'm saying is it wasn't much better than best at dominating whatever it was i remember i can't remember what it was but it was not good
0: well naomi and carmela had a backstage promo about that then we see an oddly serious promo about the iconics yeah not something we get a lot of no, but if, I
2: love that they made it goofy at the end. Like they, their, their, their characters are so pure. They can't like it's it's absolutely perfect that, that they would have a really nice heartfelt thing, and then at the end they just make it in, into something silly.
0: These two are hilarious, man. They're,
2: they're great. This is the of everyone in the match. If if your thing is that that we're not going to let Bailey and Sasha be the first tag team champions, we're going to have them win it and become champions later at Mania. If that's your deal, I'm okay with it. The team they should should beat for that is Billy and Peyton. Billy and Peyton are perfect first champions. They can gloat about it. They can be funny and then they can lose and it's really not going to hurt them because they've been losers their entire time on the main roster.
0: My concern there is the quality of the in-ring work. It's not been there on the main roster for these two. Like they it seems as if they've regressed a bit and I wonder if that's because of the lack of consistent television time.
2: I, I will say this: um, if if they're going to fit in with the male tag teams, m- maybe it doesn't matter so much, especially on Raw.
0: Mm. <laughs> I mean, if we're talking heavy machinery, sure.
2: Yeah, I know. I'm I'm, I'm making I I'm was making a joke there, but <laughs> bad I, I, one. I I will say their, their tag team work in NXT was much better than what they've been doing on the main roster. I wonder if they've been asked to do too much goofy stuff and as champs, if they'll actually be allowed to wrestle more.
0: Well, that Peyton wheel kick is not hit the same way it used to be. Carmella super kicks Peyton and Billy gets sent into the corner. I just do think that Iconics need more consistent TV work. That way they can, I, I don't know, maybe, maybe get more reps and see how, how it works. Uh, Naomi tags in and Mandy runs away. But Naomi, I-, I talk about those nights when she's on and when she's off because it's yeah. one or the other. She was on tonight. She was the kick. She threw like five kicks. They looked really great, including a disaster kick where sometimes I wonder if she really even has control of her body. She just throws herself out there and screams "fuck it" because <laughs> it looked real good. Yeah, she sailed through the air, and I'm like, "How's this going to end up?" Well, it ended up really awesome. Yeah, her offense looked amazing. She forces a tag to Mandy, beats the brakes off of her. But Mandy ends up getting the pin with Angel's Wings when Peyton interrupts. Here's a little little scoopsie for Fightful. On uh, Double or Nothing weekend, I'm going to have a uh, making a finisher release. It's going to be Chris Daniels' uh, version of the Angel's Wings. Going to talk to him about that. But Mandy gets the win here. I think it's the right idea leading into this match and to continue whatever the hell they built here.
2: Yeah, I mean, I'm assuming there'll be something that happens in this elimination chamber match. I don't expect either of the two teams to to win it. Uh, I'm, I'm listen. Uh, as we said last week, there's not many options um, on on SmackDown other than Carmella and Naomi in a you know one time only tag team. That's that's fine. Um, uh, I, I I will say one thing that I think if you're going to make um, sonia and mandy into an actual tag team and call them fire and desire or whatever maybe have them come out to a different titantron and song than one that begins mandy because then it's like Sonia's also there when i think she's the better of the two in the ring
0: yeah i'm looking for Ma- uh, sonia to do some really really great stuff because man whenever i hear her talk she's really good Whenever I hear or see her work, it's almost always really good. Her offense looks convincing as well. So I fully expect the Iconics maybe to get a win next week, unless they're winning the titles, which I don't expect. This show is capped off by Jeff Hardy defeating Daniel Bryan via DQ. Bryan lands some kicks before Hardy's half-assed sling blade hits. We also see a pretty nice back body drop from Hardy. Don't see a lot of those these days. Quite frankly, The the re- the bump isn't worth the reaction on that one. Mm-hmm. A lot of times, yeah. Brian does the corner drop kick and a bow and arrow backbreaker hold. Then Rowan is outside and steps in front of Brian as Hardy is running up the stairs. This stops Hardy dead in his tracks. He thinks, "Oh man, this big son of a bitch is going to knock me down." Right. Hardy yanks him off, land makes him land on the stairs. He and Brian uh, slug out, slug it out until they end up back outside, where Hardy gets a clothesline off the apron. Brian regains the advantage with yes kicks, but walks right into the twist of fate. Jeff Hardy lands a swanton, but then Rowan attacks and we get a DQ. What'd you think?
2: Fine. I mean, that's match was fine. Uh, There's some good, some good little spots in there. I like uh, the, um, the catching of the last yes kick into the twist of fate. That was good. Um, I like the use of Rowan early in the match. Uh, not a huge fan of the DQ thing, but I understand what it did. It set up, um, you know, the thing where everyone comes down and runs in, which is usually saved for the go home show. But now, you know, we've got a whole nother week of stuff next week
0: that we do. So all the members of the elimination chamber are out at kind of, as you mentioned, Brian is applying the label lock. But is joined by that field first, Joe, then Orton, then Ali. Ali is a goddamn tank because if you all saw what happened to him in that Randy Orton match, his eye man. is all busted up, and he came out there and took a face slam from Rowan. I don't know if it has a name. I don't know, man. It's the face palm
2: slam. Like yeah. it's it's great. I, I I it's like it's like you get it's like somebody got him in the old uh, iron claw. And then lifts him up and slams him that way, instead of a choke slam. It's great. Uh, took a huge, massive bump on the table again. Mustafa Ali, I swear, is going to kill himself for us one day. Like he's <laughs> just he he loves this shit so much, and he's he's just he's willing to take any bump.
0: Styles' music hits. He runs off Brian and Rowan, and kind of stands tall in the ring. And Daniel Bryan goes off backstage. I kind of like this. Caleb Braxton is just there, like, hey, what did you? And Brian goes off. And he says, he and Rowan are intellectual peers and friends. He says he'll be WWE champion forever because it's what the planet needs. And he kind of like caught himself, I sound really crazy right now. Yeah. It's like you've seen it time like people that are like, I'm not crazy. And everybody looks at them and they're like, well, you kinda. You kinda. More than the promo, Alex, I gotta ask you. Is it an inevitability that Daniel Bryan gets Captain Planet themed gear cuz he needs it?
2: He should. He should definitely get it. I mean, he should have also a bunch of uh <laughs> a bunch of little henchmen who are like, you know, earth, fire, water, heart. Um I think I think that'd be great.
0: Overall, I thought SmackDown was pretty solid tonight. Uh, nothing nothing amazing. That first segment was amazing. The Orton-Mustafa Ali match was really good. Uh-huh. But that first segment is what I'm going to remember. Yes. Uh, my match ratings and podcast notes post every morning after Raw and SmackDown. I do a stats piece every week on Fightful. Those goes up go up early for Tier 2 members A Fightful Select uh, every time I do them. Also, I have interviews with Ivalice and Conrad Thompson that are already up. Early access to articles. But if you start off on the regular tier, I got a Q&A podcast this week. I got the Fightful Report this week. Warren Hayes with the NXT, the NXT UK and 205 Live podcast. We have Steven Jensen for the Weekender talking BTE. Everybody's asking about Jimmy Havoc. I haven't seen this video yet, so I'm not going to talk about whether or not AEW signed Jimmy Havoc. I'll do a video perhaps later on that. But, man, there's, there's a lot of... Uh, There's a lot of stuff going on in wrestling. And quite frankly, when I look at Elimination Chamber, and I guess it's next week we'll be making our picks, won't we, Alex? Yeah. My God, we'll be making our picks next week. I think it's going to be a good show. I, I think the women are going to go above and beyond to deliver. And you know the men's Elimination Chamber match is going to be real good.
3: Yeah, this is the thing
2: about the fact that it's a week from Sunday. And we've already seen this week's Raw. And, and and Smackdown so all they have are these next up these next episodes next week the only things that I know that are confirmed are the two chamber matches like I haven't heard anything else about any of their titles being defended or yeah. or anything like I'm assuming the revival will probably get their shot at Rudin Gable there but who knows um so yeah that, that's that's interesting to me that like you, you've got to set up all these extra matches um, in just in just uh, one week. So, I'm, uh, it'll at least, you won't be um, tired of hearing about them for several weeks before the before the pay per view. So, that'll be interesting.
0: Also, I was just told that it, people backstage have not heard of AJ Styles sustaining any type of hernia or anything like that. But hmm. um, we'll keep our eye on that. As I look at All Elite Wrestling's Twitter, they have announced Jimmy Havoc. And I'm thinking, good signing. I think they need to. A little bit of diversity right now. Their roster looks like a Republican national convention, but it it does. But I mean, we'll see how that ends up. We do keep an updated all elite roster or all elite roster on our resources section. Uh, If you guys want to support fightful.com that in a way that isn't subscribing to fightful select, leave us a thumbs up. Uh, Also, if you go to iTunes and rate our podcast, that helps us so much. So many of our viewers are on YouTube and we don't get a lot of the iTunes reviews that a lot of audio-only shows do. So even if you listen here on YouTube, if you go there and review us, that helps us out a lot. That helps expose us to a more broad audience. That helps us uh, pay our writers better. It helps me be able to have more time to get y'all some scoops. We're going to be talking about quite a few scoops tomorrow. And listen, your boy, Jimmy, has told me that he is going to talk about the thing that you and I were talking about off the air, the little Twitter spat today.
2: Yay. <laughs>
0: Jimmy's talking about it after Jimmy said, Sean, don't do it. Don't do it. And then he was like, okay, do it once. <laughs> we'll see how that goes. Also, we're going to talk about why the point at the fucking sign shirt is no longer up on pro wrestling tees. That'll be a thing that, it, that... <sighs> That desist in your boy shirt probably coming soon, though. I'll tell you that much. What do you got <laughs> going on this week, Alex?
2: I'm looking forward to some some NBA trade deadline stuff. It's, it's my like, time of year, like man. NBA trade flatline, oh, am you know, I right? There's going to be some crazy stuff that happens. Um, listen, I love the idea. I don't know what happened tonight, but the Lakers' young talent – went out and lost by 50 points to Indiana. I'm like, oh, yeah, they're way way too good. You can't blow up the team. Think of all these great players we'd be sending to New Orleans. Yeah, sure.
0: The way I look at it, somebody's got to score 16 points a game on a team like that. Yeah. Just because they do doesn't make them great players. Yeah. (laughs) And uh, to me, it was reasonable to the point, of two draft picks. Sure. When you get to four first round okay. draft picks, I'm thinking, okay. Yeah. Yeah. Uh,
2: I, I, I think though, you can easily make an argument for like, Oh, okay. You can have these draft picks in a couple of years when we'll be picking 27th or 28th. Anyway, yeah. that's fine. But, but I understand the, the hesitancy. I just, I just know that there are a lot of, a lot of, you know, like, well, we can't give you this young guy. Cause he's going to be an all-star someday.
3: Uh, I mean,
0: on. the, the NBA is a weird league, man. It like is. Kenneth Farid can't get playing time. No. Or no. he couldn't. And now he's in Houston where he's averaging 16.5 and, and 10 a game. Sure. Because Kenneth Farid's way better
2: than anybody they had in Houston. But the other thing is that you have a lot of guys who are like, who are never going to do anything for, for your team because you're not going to give mm-hmm. them that opportunity. But
0: elsewhere, there could be something.
3: Well, so I mean, the thing is. They don't
0: do that. It's like, he couldn't have helped Brooklyn? Of course he could have helped Brooklyn. Right, I'm looking at Enos Cantor and I'm yeah. like, my God. The guy over his career per 36, 19 and 12. Yeah. This year, 19 and 14. Last year, 19 and 15. I'm like, man, the NBA's, a- I've said this before, Hassan Whiteside got cut like three times. Yes. No, there's they're uh, real weird sometimes, dude. It's, it's really, really, really weird. I, I'm
2: I'm here for all of the drama.
0: Well, I love the NBA trade deadline. It's it's replaced the MLB trade deadline. It really, it really, really. We've not had time in a while to BS after a show like this.
2: I know it's been nice, but
0: <laughs> but MLB trade deadline used to be the goat. I'm talking uh, Ricky Henderson to the Blue Jays in '93, uh, like Ruben Sierra for Cecil Fielder
3: yeah
2: so, so so many of 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 the trades in in MLB now are um we need this we need this this player to fill a spot and we're gonna make the playoffs and the other team gets a bunch of guys that I've never heard of but then you google them and you say they're the fourth ranked in the second ranked prospect in this thing and like thing they're in class A ball I'm like well if they're in class a ball like I, they can't be the second ranked anything. Like, uh, move them up. Let's let's see them in the big leagues. I want to see these people that get traded, at least in the NBA, you know the people that are getting pl- that are getting traded are going to play immediately.
0: Yeah, I don't make a secret about how much I work. I do it a lot. I don't take a lot of days off. Like, I have one this Thursday, kind of. But I'm really considering one of those special days off being like July 1st every year, the NBA yeah. free agency period. Transactions in <laughs> NBA get wild. Yeah, Alex, there is going to be a time, and I hope it's when Louisville gets an expansion team <laughs> where they just take on. They just are like, you know what? You all got all these, these quote unquote bad contracts when yeah. they're really decent players for $10 yeah. million. They're like, you yeah. know what? We got a fresh slate. Let's take them all. And you're going to have an expansion team in, yeah. in this mindset that might end up making the playoffs first year because the NBA's weird weird obsession yeah with either first place or nothing yes
2: well that's the problem with the nba is the, is the idea that like there's l- you if you wind up um like really trying really really hard and you maybe you get a couple of injury setbacks and then you you wind up playing really well over the month last month of the season and you come in ninth in your league you get nothing but if you come in last in your league, especially in a year like this year, and you wind up winning the lottery, you get Zion and all of a sudden you're at the top of your, uh, your, your conference. Yeah. Like, like because, because you weren't trying because you didn't want it. Now this is the thing I, I think it'd be, it's, it's crazy to me. The Knicks who literally give away everything they have to get cap room and might also get the number one draft pick could wind up after a, a fire sale With KD, Kyrie, and Zion next year, which is just incredible to me that that you can reward somebody for like, we don't want to be competitive. Yeah. We we do next year, but not right now.
0: (laughs) I'm just begging for the Bulls to give me a reason to be a Raptors fan. I love the city of Toronto, but it's like, you know what? I think I'll wait until after this offseason to decide.
2: (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> let's, let's see what see what Kawhi does. Let's see what
0: Kawhi does. What really all I need is an expansion team in in Kentucky. That's that's what I need. But as I've mentioned before on the show, my fear is that they'll put teams in Vancouver and Seattle to help balance the West Coast because New Orleans is not in the West. No, it no. is in the West.
2: The C- Seattle deserves a team. Like they got, the, the Sonics. What happened to the Sonics? Is just sucked. Like the idea that that like. No, they had an arena. The arena was fine. And the and the people there justifiably were like, we're not building you another arena, billionaire. And the billionaire's like, fine, sure. I'm gonna send the team over to Oklahoma City. I'm like, mm, you you punished all those really, really good NBA fans out in Seattle. Seattle had a really great lineage. Gary Payton, Sean Kemp going all the way back to the 70s with Dennis Johnson and just like just leave it vacant for years. That team deserves a
0: new a new team. Do you see Brandon Ingram getting the LeBron's going to trade you chance from the Pacers? <laughs> the Indiana man. crowd's merciless, man. That's fantastic.
2: And I I love at least they, they understand that it is LeBron who's going to trade everybody. Yeah. LeBron runs that team. He runs that sport.
0: I mean, look at last year. they They went the old NBA 2K route in Cleveland where they're like, Let's just sign all these veterans. Yeah. They haven't had any offers. Let's sign them all for a million each. And LeBron's Mm -hmm. like, no, how about you trade them all? Yeah. Yeah. How about we more? How about you trade? (laughs) You you trade away for some assets that are really making too much money so I can go to the team you're trading to. Yeah. Man. Yep. Man, it's wild. Programming note. Uh, Thursday, we will have a stream of the All Elite Wrestling stuff, and uh, Mr. Warren Hayes will be here as I had the night off to do a live uh, recap of whatever happens at this AEW thing. We do have a freelancer there live on site. Jeremy Taylor will be there for us. So uh, we'll have content up, scrums, all that good stuff. Fightful bringing you the content. And this weekend, the return of The Division podcast, Kristen Ashley of Diva Dirt's uh, Women's Wrestling Podcast. It has gotten high marks. I mean, Sean Waltman was talking about how much he liked the podcast. So tune into that. Somebody's saying SRS about to be traded. Value too high. Oh, come on. Jimmy always makes that joke. He's like, Oh, if we didn't have your contract on the books, and I'm thinking, Oh, I'm gonna end up in Denver or something. That might not be too bad.
2: You're gonna be offloaded so they can have cap room on the God next. Damn
0: Hope they don't trade me to fucking ringside news. Anyway.
1: <laughs> no.
0: Guys, thank you all so much. Well, let's let's be real. They don't have the assets to acquire.
2: They, they do not. <laughs> they do not. They don't They'd have to give up at least 12 draft picks, man.
0: The, at, at least. Guys, thank you all so much. I appreciate every one of you who are here. Follow me on Twitter at Sean Rossat. Follow Alex at Palowski the Fourth. Follow us. We're on Facebook. We're on Instagram. We're on Twitter. We're out.